Live on American Family Radio, this is Peter Rosenberger. This is Hope for the Caregiver. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. For those of you who are putting yourself voluntarily and willingly, knowingly between somebody who has an impairment and even worse disaster. How are you doing? How are you holding up? What's going on with you? What gets you through the day? What strengthens you? This is the, the nature of our show. We're, we're like nothing else out there on the air. And I'm bringing you 35 years of experience to help you stay strong and healthy as you care for someone who is not. You want to be a part of the show, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840, if you want to be a part of the show. Today, we're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to me. Those of you who've been listening for a while know this. It's music. It is the power of music. It is the, the, uh, the healing properties of music or what it does for us. And if you have a song that is meaningful to you, it doesn't have to be a sacred song. It doesn't have to be a hymn. It doesn't have to be it just be whatever song that is meaningful to you as a caregiver that, that you listen to. Most of us, though, that have been doing this for some time usually find a, a hymn that has meant something to us. But if you have a song uh, that is, is uh, strengthening to you, comforting to you, that, you know, it was something that maybe you listened to for the last time with someone that you cared for, whatever, whatever stories behind that song, I'd love for you to share it with us. Uh, there's a very specific reason we want to do this today. 888-589-8840. If you have a particular song, if I can play it, I'll try to play it for you. If, uh, if I can't, we'll just, we'll muddle through, but I'd like to hear the story behind it, why this is important to you and what this means to you. And, and we're going to go into, um, a lot of things today about music and, and um, you know, why is this? Uh, scripture has a lot to say about music. Martin Luther used to say that next to the Word of God, music elevates the soul. And uh, so we're going to get into that. A little programming note, by the way, too. Uh, if you go out to our website, hopeforthecaregiver.com, uh, you'll see the podcast is embedded into the website and lots of different episodes you could access and and be a part of i had one uh that i did last week an interview with a friend of mine who's an oncologist at vanderbilt university medical center and we talked about cancer and caregivers and what we can expect as a caregiver if your loved one gets a diagnosis of cancer and uh, she particularly deals with um, chemotherapy and, and so forth and so if you are facing that kind of thing and you'd like to just get a little bit more inside information uh, from a physician go out there and take a listen to it. It's uh, it's a great interview, and it just kind of gives you a little bit of understanding of what to expect and, and what may or may not happen uh, with your loved one through this process. But but an educated caregiver is an empowered caregiver, and, and that's what we're all about here on this show is educating you so that you're not flailing through these things. I, I spent a lifetime flailing through stuff and playing catch-up and, and still struggle with that. Um, Gracie's had 80 plus surgeries, 150 smaller procedures, over a hundred doctors have treated her in 12 different hospitals. I mean, you know, this is a, this is a monumental task to try to keep up with all this. And, and so the more educated we become, and this is what, what drives me on the show here is, is to help educate my fellow caregivers, not just on the medical science, because we're not called to be doctors. We're caregivers. We have a different role to play, but the more we understand about what's going on, the, the less fear it has over us. And so this is one of the things I do as well on the podcast. 
which we open up to interviews and, and conversations with folks that I think bring interesting perspectives and story and so forth. So anyway, uh, that's just a little programming note. And um, today is the, I believe it's the last day of Purim, uh, which is the, uh, I tell you what, if you know what that is, you can give us a call as well, 888-589-8840. I think it's important that we, we recognize these things that are in the Jewish calendar. And um, uh, you're certainly welcome to tell us that as well. But if you got a song that has been meaningful to you, that's, what, that's the topic today, a song for you that takes you back somewhere or that, that sustains you through something. Um, we all know a lot of the familiar hymns, but the power of music is like nothing else on this earth save for the Word of God. It, it is extraordinary what music can accomplish. And, I, you know, and I'll give you an example. I could, we, I've talked about this a lot with a lot of film buffs, and, um, and I am one of them. It's uh, um, if you go back and look at the movie Star Wars, try to imagine what that movie would have been like without John Williams' amazing score. You know, um, it, it it would not have been the same. I think uh, I think it's fair to say that that you know George Lucas and Steven Spielberg owe quite a bit to to John Williams. Uh, think about the movie Jaws. Duh, duh, you know. I mean, what would that movie have been like without that? And in fact, when the actors were filming that movie, they uh, Richard Dreyfuss was uh, was dissing it before it came out, saying it was just going to be a horrible movie. Oh, uh, Alec Guinness, who played Obi Wan Kenobi, thought he was just embarrassed by Star Wars, and and yet John Williams comes up with this amazing score, or Indiana Jones, or whatever. And I just go through the list of all these uh, wonderful scores to to uh, to movies, and it just shows you the power of music but this is nothing new in our society because this has been going around for a long time in scripture and i'll give you a couple of them uh psalm 150 1 through 5 is maybe one of the more famous ones he says praise the lord praise god in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty heavens praise him for his acts of power praise him for his surpassing greatness praise him with the sounding of the trumpet praise him with the harp and the lyre that's l-y-r-e lyre not politician lyre l-i L-I-A-R. I'll just throw that in there. Praise him with the timbre and dancing. Praise him with strings and pipe. Praise him with the clash of cymbal. Praise him with resounding cymbals. Pretty much covers the orchestra right there. And and this is a commandment from Scripture to praise God with these things. That's why when we hear these orchestras, these massive orchestras play with such passion and so forth, it, it does something. It elevates our soul. Uh, you know, and, and singing and music is such an important part of our journey as caregivers. And, and I can tell you that there have been many times when I've had drives back and forth to the hospital in the middle of the night and you hear a song on the radio that just kind of helps you process out what's going on. Or uh, I'll go into a hospital room and Gracie's been in a lot of pain and she's been struggling and she can't sleep. And so she's, uh, she's singing to herself uh, just to get through the night, Jesus, Jesus, how I trust him, you know, and, 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 and she's just over and over with these songs because uh, you remember the, the, the fable writer, Hans Christian Andersen, who said, um, he, he was famous for saying, where, where, where words fail, music speaks. And I love that quote. Sometimes we don't have the words, but we have music. And we have songs that, that hang on to us. There are certain songs that I play today that I can't, hardly get through 
if I play the Navy hymn, Eternal Father, Strong to Save, it makes me think of my father who spent more than three decades in the, you know, in the military. And uh, he's a retired Navy chaplain. And I love that hymn. And if you go back and just play it, and anytime I hear the, the Navy choir sing that, you know, from Annapolis and so forth or anywhere, you know, it just, it just stirs your heart. My mother, Abide With Me, one of her favorite hymns. Um, and, and if you don't know that one, it's, it's, a, it's a beautiful, I put it on my CD, it's a beautiful hymn, Abide With Me, Fast Falls at Even Tide. And, and so I, I can just go through the, the, the line of, of hymns or songs that, that have come along at, at, at critical times of our life and to form the soundtrack. It doesn't even have to have lyrics. Sometimes it could just be the instrumental of it, you know, and then you go back and listen to some of the things. Uh, there, there's pieces from uh, uh, Maurice Ravel uh, that I, I love his work. Um, Adagio for strings, Samuel Barber, uh, was played when Roosevelt died. And, um, and it, was, it was also part of the soundtrack in Platoon. And you would know it instantly. And it's just incredibly evocative music that just, just does something to you. What does something to you? What's a song? What's a hymn? What's something that does something to you as a caregiver and, and comforts you, strengthens you, elevates you, moves you? 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We'll be right back. This is Dan Celia from Financial Issues. You know, we look at the volatility in the markets right now or the lack of anything in the markets, and this is a great time to take a pause, rethink all of our portfolio, look at our asset allocation model. Are we following the asset allocation model as it should be? Are we overweighted one place or another? You know, I've been an advocate for biblically responsible investing for many, many years. I've been an advocate for charitable gift annuity because I'm an advocate for permanent income. Call the AFA Foundation and start talking about it. A knowledgeable AFA Foundation representative will gladly explain the nuances of charitable gift annuities and answer your questions. Find out about charitable gift annuities when you call 800-326-4543, extension 345. 800-326-4543, extension 345, or by visiting afafoundation.net. Ever had that awful moment when you bark out a command at your kids and you realize you sound just like your parents? Hi, I'm Mark Gregston with Parenting Today's Teens. No matter how much we vow to parent differently than our mom and dad, we tend to perpetuate their style. But things are different these days. The world has changed. And parents, we need to change with the times. You and I need to move from controlling to coaching without surrendering our core values. We need to meet our kids at their level. Parents who dig in their heels and don't adjust tend to push their teens away. So shake off the negative habits of generational parenting. It's a new day. Shake up the family tree and adjust to meet the needs of your family. Looking for more parenting wisdom? Go online to ParentingTodaysTeens.org or search for Parenting Today's Teens in your favorite app store.
Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio, across the country on multiple networks, the Truth Network, His Radio Network, and we're glad to have you as a part of this show. I am Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for the family caregiver. It's about family caregivers, and it's hosted by a family caregiver. 888-589-8840. 888-589-8840. We're talking about music. What's a song that means something to you as a caregiver that, that somehow has a story behind it? I'd like to hear it, and I'm going to go to Linda in Texas. Linda, good morning. How are you feeling, Linda? I'm doing great, Peter. How are you? Well, I think I'm just doing lovely this morning. Tell me, uh, <laughs> tell me what's on your mind. Tell me about a well, song. A song. How big is God? How big is uh, God? Yes. Now, why is that song important to you? Well, it got me through caring for my mother, uh, pretty much watching over myself through cancer, uh, and that was stage four lung cancer. Um, This was in February, January, I'm sorry, of 16, and uh, that gave me two months to live. I didn't know that. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know it was on borrowed time. Uh, but they told my my daughters and my husband I had two months to live that I needed to uh, get my affairs in order. And then now I'm back caring for my husband with Parkinson's. And... Um, He's still big enough to do all of that. I I told my family when I was diagnosed with cancer, I said, I don't want you to worry. I don't want anybody to worry because the Lord has and I have been talking, and I'm sure you know what it means to talk. People say, you mean he's talked to you audibly? No, he didn't. In my heart, I heard this conversation, but he said, you're going to go on a journey and don't worry because it will be a long journey, but you will live and not die. And those words were like imprinted on every inch of my body inside and out. I I heard them resound every minute of my life with every breath and I had no no problems and when they they said your diagnosis is cancer I said so let's get on with what do we have to do you know and my oncologist was just beside herself she could not believe she finally had somebody that could look at it and not worry even though I went in in a wheelchair in my pajamas and couldn't hardly hold my head up. But, you know, the Lord said a journey, so I didn't question what part of that I love the lyrics. I love the lyrics from that. As winter chills may cause the tiny seed to fall, to lie asleep, to awake by summer's rain, the heart grown cold will warm and throb with life anew. The master's touch will bring the glow again. How big is God? How big and wide is vast domain to try and tell these lips can only start. He's big enough to rule his mighty universe, yet small enough to live within my heart. 
And that's, um, that's right. That's, I can see uh, where that would have been a, a strong comfort to you during your journey. Oh man, you know, if you could write the words, also the love of God. Uh, those two almost but, walk hand in hand. Well, do you know? Uh, do you know um, who wrote that song? There's a man named Stuart Hamlin. Stuart Hamlin wrote that song, and he ran for president. Now, uh, he did, of course, he was successful. This back in the 50s, I believe. um, Mm -hmm. But Stuart Hamlin um, wrote another song, and uh, see if you know this one. That's equally big to it. You know what that is? It is no secret what God can do. No what He's done for others, He'll do for you. And uh, that's, right. that's another great song of His. So, Linda, I thank you very much for sharing that. That's exactly what I, what we asked for this morning. Just to, what's a song that that sustained you and carried you and was was strong for you? And I appreciate you sharing that very much. So, uh, let me go to Debbie in Ohio. Debbie, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning. Praise God. I'm feeling well. Thanks for asking. Well, good to hear that. Tell me about uh, you were a caregiver for decades. What's a favorite song? What's a song that meant something to you? <laughs> um, so the Holy Spirit I, I brought three songs to mind. There's There have just been so many um, throughout the years. So I hope you don't mind if I share the names of three different songs. Three different ones is fine, but what's what's the, what's the one that first comes to your mind? Uh, great is thy faithfulness. Oh, I love that one. Love that yes, one. Yes, and it just just sometimes I just get so, you know, flustered and, and muddled in my mind, and I can't think of all the lyrics, but that refrain comes to me, and I'm just so grateful when he brings that refrain to my mind, and I'm able to hum it to myself and my, and my mind in the midst of the other circumstances that are going on, whatever they are, uh, regarding caregiving or other uh, trials in my life, and um, again, that song has just really ministered to me throughout the decades. I love that. And this is my favorite line. Strength for the- I mean, when you go into strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow. I just yes. love that. I, I just that 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 is my favorite line from that song: "Strength for today and bright hope for tomorrow." And I think that yes. is that yes. is such a powerful statement for us as caregivers. And um, sorry, I think I was in two different keys on that. You'll have to forgive me that it's early in the morning. Uh, all right, give me two <laughs> others real quick because I got a lot of folks that are that are wanting to share their uh, uh, their songs here. Oh, so give okay. me two the two others. Okay, well, the, the, I'll just give you one other. This one is a little bit more contemporary. It's called Thy Will by Hillary Scott. And Thy it's Will by Hillary Scott. Thy Will. Um, uh, like the first, the first part of the lyrics say, I'm so confused. I know I heard you loud and clear. So I followed through, but somehow I ended up here. Um, I don't want to think I may never understand that my broken heart is a part of your plan. When I try to pray, all I've got is hurt, 
and these four words, thy will be done. So it's just for me, it's a testimony that, Lord, I thought I was walking in your way. I thought I was, this was, you know, doing what you wanted me to do, caring for the children you've blessed me with. But somehow I ended up in a situation with children, you know, adult children with disabilities, an undesired divorce, financial difficulties, health struggles, what's going on. But ultimately, Lord, thy will be done, thy will be done. And it's like if you read the lyrics, the lyrics, I mean, the refrain is just thy will be done. Um, but the lyrics just speak. It's like I'm. It's me speaking to the Lord. I don't understand, but Thy will be done, Lord. You know, there, there's a there's a scene in in Scripture, a passage in Scripture where where the the Lord came down and talked to. And we we some people say that's a, it was uh, the pre incarnate Christ came down and talked to Abraham and looked at Sodom and Gomorrah. You know, said what's going on down there. And he was, mm-hmm. you know, going to go down there, and, and and Abraham knew it was a wicked city, and he tried to negotiate with God, and he said, "Will not the judge of the universe do such and such?" You know, and and what, you know, he wanted to get him down to if you had ten people in there, would you destroy it? You know the story, but I love that yeah. that moment when when Abraham is recognizing that God is God, He's Lord, and His will. It be done, and he had accepted, and yeah. he didn't argue anymore, and he yeah. just he just trusted that he was the Lord of all. And yeah. and a, a pastor Amen. friend of mine said, you know, if he's Lord at all, then he's Lord of all. Of and all. I love that phrase, and um, and so that's a, that's a great way of just you know of of, of also a, that that concept of Thy will be done, Thy mm-hmm. will be done. Jesus mm-hmm. told us to pray like that, Thy will be done, and and so yeah. thank you for that. And it sounds like you have clung to that. Uh, through through many dangers, toils, and snares in your journey, and um, yes, and, and again, yes, it, and it just shows you why these songs are important. And and you know, but I go back to greatest our faithfulness. That one has sustained Gracie and I through. Uh, I you know, I, I can't even hardly get through that song uh, when I'm playing it for a congregation and so forth. And and Gracie or Gracie's singing it. I've I've done it as a solo piece for her. I've done it with congregational singing, and I just. I can't even hardly get through it, and it, it's such a powerful song. And so, thank you for bringing that to our mind, Debbie. Let's uh, let's go to um, uh, now, RJ. I like this one, RJ in Pennsylvania. RJ, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning, Peter. How are you? I, I'm fine. What's going on? How are you feeling? Is the question. You got to answer it. Well, well I w- I woke up at seven thirty and I turned on AFR. And you mentioned music. I'm a huge movie. And music fanatic. Uh, the reason why I'm calling in is my stepfather passed away to Alzheimer's back in 2017. I dedicated a song to my mama, my grandma, and um, the song I dedicated to my father was Landslide by Stevie Nicks. You know Fleetwood Mac? Because I, I know that song. That, in the beginning of that song, this song is for you, Daddy. And my dad hated rock and roll music, Peter. He hated it with a passion. He was a bluegrass <laughs> boy growing up. And I played that. I dedicated Landslide by Stevie Nicks to my father some four years ago. Well, I love that. I love that phrase. Well, I've been afraid of changing because I've built my life around you, but time makes you bolder. Even children get older and I'm getting older too. And, uh, and take my love, take it down. I'll climb a mountain, turn around. And if you see my reflection in the snow-covered hills, well, the landslide, bring it down. 
and uh, um, that that is a powerful song. Now, your father, what, what did he think about when when you dedicated that to him? Uh, did he ever did he ever enjoy the song? He scratched his head like he didn't understand it. Like I said, he hated rock and roll music. <laughs> well, bluegrass bluegrass will do that to you. And uh, no, I don't want to get any letters from me. <laughs> But I appreciate you sharing that. We got to go to a break. RJ, thank you for sharing that. And uh, these, this is again, these, these, the visceral power of music. Uh, it, it, it transcends time. Uh, it, it's something extraordinary that happens. And these songs are important to us in very critical times. And we hang on to them, and it helps us through the healing process. It helps strengthen us. It helps comfort us. It helps us cry uh, and get those tears out of us. All of those things. What is yours? 888-589-8840. There's no wrong answer. It's just whatever's with you. How much does a six-month subscription to the AFA Journal cost? It's free. For six months, you can read articles and updates in the pro-life movement. You can read about family-friendly entertainment, laws that may impact your family or your business, and, of course, what the American Family Association is up to and how you can help. So what are you waiting for? Visit afajournal.org for your free six-month subscription to the AFA Journal. Are you in need of hope, encouragement, and the love of God? I'm Pastor Salem. I'd like to invite you to join us for the Christian Worship Hour. For decades, I've been teaching the Word of God so that people everywhere can experience the love and power of a personal relationship with our Lord. Tune into this station this weekend and prepare to be blessed and encouraged by another life-changing message. Learn more about our program at christianworshiphour.com. This is a Decency Minute. I'm Bill Johnson. James Madison, statesman, founding father, and fourth president of the United States, once wrote, a popular government without popular information or the means of acquiring it is but a prologue to a farce or tragedy, or perhaps both. Knowledge will forever govern ignorance, and a people that mean to be their own governors must arm themselves with the power that knowledge brings, unquote. I would add that when a people not armed with knowledge and truth, truth being the Bible and true science, which is that science that aligns itself to holy writ will be ruled by a government that manipulates them with false knowledge and lies. Such a government will provoke fear and hatred to the end that those people who are unarmed with truth willingly give over their freedoms and rights to their own demise. Today we find ourselves in such manipulative peril. Arm yourself with truth. This is a Decency Minute. I'm Bill Johnson. Welcome back to Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver. That's Gracie from her CD, Resilient. You know how much music means to Gracie and to me. Uh, It's been a part of our lives long before she had her wreck, long before I was ever a caregiver. And um, both of us started playing uh, and singing music at, at such an early age. We both studied it formally. And it has sustained us. There was a tremendous gift from God to to have that music in, in, in our in our lives, and it sustained us through more heartache than I can possibly imagine. 
uh, to, I mean, possibly describe for you this morning. And 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 um, you know, I was listening to last night. Um, we just I had Gracie and I were just talking, and, and I turned to Alexa and I said, "Play Jesus is My Treasure" by Gary Chapman. Gary Chapman's been on my show a couple times. It's one of my favorite songs of all times. Jesus is my treasure. There's a treasure at the end of this narrow road I'm playing. I wish I could play it. I mean, it's a simple song. It's not complicated to play, but I can't do for it what Gary did, and and it just um, and does. And it is just an amazing song that somehow just takes me back. I can remember being at a concert and hearing him up on the stage back when he and Amy were touring and Amy Grant were touring and uh, um, hearing that song, Jesus is my treasure. And I love that song. And and so I ask you today as audience, what's a song that has meant something to you, that has carried you through things, that has sustained you? And why is this important? And let me give an apology, by the way, to all the folks who are listening on uh, streaming on Facebook, on our Hope for the Caregiver page on Facebook. There's a default mechanism that will not properly do every time, and I have to manually set it when we, we stream live of the microphone and the board and so forth. And I cannot seem to get Facebook to do it. And so you'll hear me, but you won't hear the callers. And I apologize for that uh, terribly. And so I fixed it. So if you want to watch it on Facebook Live, you can see it. And I have a keyboard. I think I'm the only radio host in the country that has a live show with a keyboard set up that will do stuff. And um, so we'll run that through. We'll play songs for you. If, if, if I know the song, I'll try to play it for you. And if I don't, we'll try to just muddle through it. But uh, 888-589-8840, 888-589-8840, if you have a song that has meant something to you. And uh, here's one from John in Mississippi. John, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning. Oh, great, great. Um, Tell me about the song. The song, you bet. Uh, I'm 71 now, but in the 70s, in the 80s, when I was younger, the worship leader at our Baptist church would every now and then ask me to, you know, sing a special uh, on my acoustic guitar. And uh, there was one song that I had to really uh, concentrate not breaking down and crying during the uh, chorus. The song was written by Dallas Holmes, and the song is Rise Again. And, uh, yeah. That's it. Yeah, I remember that one. Go ahead. Da 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 da. Yeah. Oh, what a great song. The verses set the groundwork for an explosive uh, chorus, you know. And I'll rise again. You know, I can't sing anymore. <laughs> yeah, like well, I, I used to. Uh, I, I never could that. sing. <laughs> And uh, I, I, that song just meant, you know, my goodness, what, I can't find the words, you know. Yeah, I, I love the, the opening, go ahead. Da, 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 da. Yeah. Uh, I remember, yeah. you're going to get a, you're going to get a hoot out of this, John. Uh, when I was uh, young, a friend of mine and I went to a church, my best friend in life. Um, we've been buddies now for 45 years, and we were at this church and, um, uh, in Atlanta, and this girl got up to sing that song, and, and she had a good voice. I mean, she was a good singer. She's at the piano, but the song has a big range. You know that. I mean, it starts off kind of low, and it gets really high, 
And, uh, yeah. but she was down in the basement when she started this thing. I mean, way down in the lower register. And so, yeah. you know, we're 15 years old and, and when you're 15 years old and something strikes you funny in church, you can't hardly get through it. I mean, you're just, you're just slapping yourself, pinching yourself, sticking a pencil in yeah. your leg, anything to keep from laughing out loud in church. Cause when she started off singing, she, she was way down there low. She went, Go ahead, <laughs> and it just it was, <laughs> but go ahead, and 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 we were just—I mean, tears were coming out of our eyes. We were trying not to laugh so hard. It was very disrespectful. We should be ashamed, but it was still funny. Yeah, and yeah. Um, but I love that because I'll rise again. Ain't no power on yeah. earth gonna keep me down. Yeah, oh, that was that was a great tune from Dallas Hall. Oh, great yeah. song, and and uh, um, yeah, I love that. I had to keep myself together when I got to the chorus. Uh, I can know, understand Jesus that. Is, that's what that song's all about. And, uh, you know, uh, what can I say? I can't find the words to describe just how my heart just exploded and still does just talking about it, you know. Uh, well, that's great. I mean, well, thank I you for get, sharing. I did get through it. <laughs> you bet. Well, I bet you did. Well, thank you for sharing that. Thank you for listening and calling in. And uh, you got your guitar close by? Uh, yeah, it's an, uh, I no, not my acoustic is not close by. Why you wanted me to? to I can't hit those no, notes anymore. <laughs> no, but I. But after you hang up, after you hang up, why don't you find your acoustic and play a little bit and just and sing it to yourself? How about that? Just hum along with it. Oh yeah, that's a, that's a good idea. That's a, no problem. That's a great thing. I've 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 never known anybody to pick up a musical instrument that regretted it. And, uh, uh, yeah, especially when you praise the Lord with it. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I started out in, in, in the early 60s in high school playing rock and roll. I wasn't saved yet. and uh, But I learned to play the guitar when I was 10. But in uh, uh, 1970, I was saved and uh, asked Christ to be my Lord and Savior. And uh, he's still working on me. He, he'll never stop working on me. But, <laughs> but no... Um, <laughs> Yeah, you give it to the Lord, my goodness. Uh, there's nothing better. Well, thank you very much for sharing that with us, and I appreciate you calling. And after you hang up, find your guitar and, and just hum along with that, and I bet it'll take you all the way back to the 70s when you when you play it. And I appreciate that very, very much uh, for you calling there. Thanks so much, John. Uh, let's go to, um, uh, let's see, Linda in Tennessee. Good morning, Linda. How are you feeling? I'm feeling blessed. I I just I've been thinking about it for several weeks now and I just I'm tickled to death to make it through. My my memory comes from years ago. I was a little girl and my grandfather was a deacon in a tiny little country church and the hymnals that they had were the Heavenly Highway hymnals. Heavenly Highway hymnals. Yes, and there was a song in there that was one of my grandfather's favorites, and I remember the chorus of it was, uh, Where We'll Never Grow Old. And Where We'll Never Grow Old. I don't I, That one I don't know. Never grow old, never grow old, to a land where we'll never grow old, never grow old. Never grow old. To a where we'll never grow old. 
always sing that again. I, try try it again for me. Try it again for me. Sing it again. Never never grow old. Never grow old. Never grow old. In a land where we'll never grow old. look for it and I I had one of those a copy of that book it was one it was so old that it had shaped notes oh I know, I know the shaped notes that's how people learn how to sing what what notes they're supposed to sing with the shaped notes songs yes and yes. Uh, I never yes. could I, I never could read that very well there are people I know that can just blister down that and read I never could read I mean I can read music but I could never quite get the shaped notes I didn't spend a lot of time I didn't grow up reading shape notes with it and uh so but uh i'll have to look that one up but uh now tell me why that was so important to you that besides your grandfather just takes you back with the hymnal or what yes it does well it takes me back to a time my grandfather he was he was probably the the deepest spiritual person that i had in my life at that time and i was born and raised in a missionary baptist church and my grandfather took the time to set me on his knee and, and teach me about the Bible and teach me about everything. Everybody else seemed to always be too busy doing this or doing that and chores, and but it was it it just always touched my heart, and it was probably the basis of why when my children were little, I would instead of singing them just a lullaby, I'd sing Amazing Grace to them. And if my son, well, they both live in different states than I do, and he has he has contacted me a couple of times, and he he remembers all of that. And I hope that I hope that all the children can be touched by something that makes such a special memory for them. Well, I think you've done your part to do that and lay that down, and I think they'll remember you singing. Amazing Grace. Who did you care for? You said you've been a caregiver. Now, who did you care for? Well, for several years, I did home health. I did. Uh, I worked in nursing homes. I've worked in. I've, I've sat with people, and my husband is. He's not exactly in the best of health, and I'm still a caregiver for him. You know, Linda, I was a. Uh... This may resonate with you being in nursing homes. I've played in a lot of nursing homes. I've gone over there, and, and I've played for folks who were, were not necessarily engaged mentally, They you know, with dementia and so forth. And they oh, would be standing and just sit. Oh, when, when you play him, they would know it. And they'd be looking out oh, the yeah. window completely listless, but they'd be mouthing the words. And yeah. uh, I mean, their, uh, their I, eyes I, light up, and you can just you can just see the light around them. When you sing to them, and they say with dementia patients that music is one of the last things to go. Uh, Kim Campbell, um, she was the, she's the widow of Glenn Campbell. Um, and they used to live just down the road from us there in Nashville when we lived in Nashville, and um, she was on my show time or two. We talked about that. That was one of the last things to go for Glenn with Alzheimer's was his music because yes. it was a big part yes. of his life. We got to go to break, well, Linda. Thank you for calling on that, and thank you for introducing us to that song. I, I appreciate that very very much. Uh, this is Peter Rosenberg. This is Hope for the Caregiver. 888-589-8840. We'll try to get to your calls. we got a full bank here, but a lot of people are moved by music. And I just wanted to talk about today songs that have meant something to you as a caregiver.
888-589-8840. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Peter Rosenberger. Have you ever helped somebody walk for the first time? I've had that privilege many times through our organization, Standing with Hope. When my wife, Gracie, gave up both of her legs following this horrible wreck that she had as a teenager, and she tried to save them for years, and it just wouldn't work out, and finally she relinquished them and thought, wow, this is it. I mean, I don't have any legs anymore. What can God do with that? And then she had this vision for using prosthetic limbs as a means of sharing the gospel, to put legs on her fellow amputees. And that's what we've been doing now since 2005 with Standing With Hope. We work in the West African country of Ghana, and you can be a part of that through supplies, through supporting team members, through supporting the work that we're doing over there. You could designate a limb. There's all kinds of ways that you could be a part of giving the gift that keeps on walking at standingwithhope.com. Would you take a moment to go out to standingwithhope.com and see how you can give they go walking and leaping and praising God. You can be a part of that at standingwithhope.com. Hi, I'm John Sorensen, president of Evangelism Explosion, and this is Share Life Today on American Family Radio. What's keeping you from sharing the gospel? For Julie, it was that she was afraid that people wouldn't take the time to have a gospel conversation with her. In fact, she set out one day specifically to share the gospel with anyone she crossed paths with during an Equip America event, and she and everyone else in Atlanta got caught in a terrible rainstorm. She'd even prayed for good weather leading up to that day. Instead of sunshine, there was rain. Yes, but it also meant people were standing around inside to wait out the bad weather. This gave Julie opportunities and time to share the gospel and even pray with someone who wanted to accept Jesus that day. Do you see how God took Julie's fear and a seemingly bad situation and turned it around for his glory? So don't let your fears keep you from witnessing to others. The Lord will provide the opportunities if you'll just ask for them. If you need help sharing your faith, visit sharelife.today. Welcome back to the Hope for the Caregiver here on American Family Radio. This is Peter Rosenberger. This is the show for you as a family caregiver, 888-589-8840. There's nothing else like what we do, Hunter, because we're all about strengthening the caregiver's heart. And it always starts in the heart. If your heart is squirrely, what happens to your wallet? What happens to your body? What happens to your mind? What happens to your spirit? And I'm bringing 35 years of experience of this. And I understand what the real battle is. It's always in the heart. And if it's a matter of the heart, it's covered in Scripture. And it speaks to that. There's nowhere in Scripture where it talks about my unique situation as a caregiver. For example, taking care of Gracie through all of her surgeries and amputations and all that kind of stuff. So I don't have that kind of roadmap. But there's filled, the Scripture's filled with places where it talks about dis- despair, heartache, sorrow, loss, grief, resentment, rage, anger, disappointment, fatigue, all those kind of weariness. It's all there. And that's where we start on this show. And part of my journey and part of the journey in Scripture is the, the comforting and strengthening and encouraging part of, of music. Uh, David used to play for King Saul when the, when the evil spirit would come up. Basically, Saul was, you know, was, was uh, mentally deranged at times. And, and when David played his music, it would calm him down. And, and music has this incredible power to transcend things. It's like uh, Last Caller said, when you hear certain songs, it just takes you back. And and, uh, and it transcends time even. Uh, let's go to Cheryl, Louisiana. Cheryl, good morning. How are you feeling? Good morning. 
uh, I'm very, very blessed. Well, today would have been your husband's birthday. Yes, he was. Is that correct? Seventy-seven. That's correct. Yes. Yeah. And your song is "What a Day That Will Be." That was his favorite song. We had we sang it at his funeral, and. Yeah. That is such a great song. What a day that will be. I can't sing very well, so you'll have to bear with me. But it's um, uh, that, that is a powerful, powerful hymn. Uh, when we look forward to all of us standing there, when we all see Jesus, we'll sing and shout the victory, uh, as it says, uh, when we all get to heaven. Um, and uh, what, tell me about your journey as a caregiver with that song. And, and did, did you like that song before you sang it at the funeral? Was that one of his favorite songs, or oh. what was that? Me. That was one of his favorite songs, and uh, from way back when we were had been married fifty years when he passed away. But um, he was the only uh, man that I dated that cared whether I was saved or not. He cared about my soul. He was a soul winner, and he, um, he would share a track with people quite frequently. But he suffered terribly from uh, depression, and uh, I mean, it, it really is a real illness, and it is affecting It, it is him. indeed. And, and well, relationship. he doesn't suffer well, from it anymore, does he? That's right. That's a, that's a wonderful one. What a day that will be when my Jesus I shall see, and I'll look upon his face, the one who saved me by his grace. And um, that is a, that's a very special song, and I thank you for for sharing that with us this morning. Well, would, um, and would I be able to share something else? I've got a whole bunch of folks trying to get in, and we got just a few moments. Can you do it in about 30 seconds? I'll try. Uh, Lamentations 3, 19 to 26, it uh, remembering my afflictions and misery, I recall and have hope. It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed. They are new every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. The Lord a, is good to them that wait for him, to the soul that seeks him. It is good that a man should both hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. Beautiful. I love that. I love that passage. And if you look at Lamentations 3, a little, little bit past that, it says... Uh, he does not willingly afflict the sons of man. Who he causes grief, he also causes compassion. And that is a great passage in Scripture. And uh, uh, I appreciate you sharing that with us. He's having a great birthday with his Savior today. And I thank you for sharing that with us. I really do appreciate it, Cheryl. I've got to run to uh, Jason in Ohio. Jason, good morning. How are you feeling? I'm feeling good. How are you? Well, I think for the shape I'm in, I'm in pretty good shape. What's the song? Real quick. There you go. Uh, my, my favorite song was written by a friend of mine that I used to play the organ for her. I'm a church organist, and she passed away in the 90s. Her name was Doris Akers, and the song that comes oh. to my mind for when I'm... Yeah. I, love, I know who Doris Akers is. Yeah, yeah, but uh, I, there was a song she wrote called Lead Me, Guide Me that I just felt was a beautiful song. I don't know if you know that one or not. I think her most that, famous that one song I, was Sweet, Sweet Spirit. Sweet, Sweet Spirit, yes. I don't know Lead Me, Guide yeah. Me, 
But uh, oh. that is, and, and you were friends with her. I was her organist. You were her organist. What a yeah. what a treat to be able to do that. There's a sweet sweet spirit. I mean, what what That's that it. man? That song. Who 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 has who does not know that song? And uh, yeah, um, but she wrote that a is lot a, of songs. She did. And sometimes when I need comfort, there's a song. It just says, "Lead me, guide me along the way." For if you lead me, I cannot stray. Lord, let me walk each day with thee. Lead me, oh Lord, lead me. Man, that is wonderful. That is wonderful, Jason. That is wonderful. Um, I got to learn that one. Uh, one more time. Sing it one more time. I know we got to get other calls, but sing it one more time. Lead me. Guide me along the way. For if you lead me, I cannot stray. Lord, let me walk each day with thee. Lead me, oh Lord, lead me. I'd have to work up those chords, but that is, uh, I've never heard that one before, but that is a can, beautiful song. You can find it on YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. I'll find it. I'll find it. Jason, thank you for sharing that with us. I really appreciate that. And that what a treat that you, uh, with the organist for Doris Akers, that is a, uh, who wrote Sweet, Sweet Spirit. And I thank you for that very, very much. Uh, David in Georgia. David, good morning. Real real quick here. How are you feeling first? Good morning. It's uh, fantastic. Actually, the first day off in 14 days. Praise the Lord. Well, well, take take the rest of the day off. Uh, tell me about your song. Well, it's uh, probably a little bit more contemporary song than normal Christian music, but it helped me. That's all right. Uh, I, it does, it does, there's no wrong answer here. It could be a, it could be a, a Gregorian chant. It's just as long as it's, it's important uh, to you. What is it? It's called a Strong Tower by a group named Cutlass. Very powerful, wordy, and from the first chord, it just fills you full of energy to give you hope. Uh, in those moments where you are just feel like I can't take anymore, uh, it's it's a very wonderful song. Um, it's more of a kind of a rock and roll song, but as, I think as the chorus says, you know, you are my strong tower, shelter over me, beautiful and mighty, my everlasting king, and it's just a. Uh, very empowering at a time in my life when I was transitioning from secular music to Christian music. And I tell you, every time I get that knock on the door, that phone call that seems like it's going to just take over your world, I, hey, I've got to play it back to back. And I find myself in the middle of the field just opening, you know, opening up 100% and just standing behind that because it's very empowering, very, very uplifting and very supercharging to tell you, you know, he is my strong power and he is going to see me through it. All of this, you know, it's a wonderful song. In, indeed, is that the one that uh, has um, "When I Wander Through the Desert and I'm Longing for My yeah. Home"? All my dreams have gone astray. Gone astray. When I'm stranded right. in the valley and tired and all alone, it seems like I've lost my yeah. way. Yeah. I, oh yeah, that's that is, that is a. It is very, uh, very. I've listened to it as loud as I possibly can. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's very empowering and just fills me. Uh, something to do. I, I know that. Sound and light of no, I love that. That is that's great. Because you are my strong tower, 
you are uh, and and uh clearly you've been in situations where you needed to sing that to yourself very often you are my strong tower a shelter over me beautiful and mighty everlasting king you are my strong tower a fortress when i'm weak your name is true and holy and your face your is face all i see is all i see it's just but mm. very empowering very it, it's the type of music song that will snatch you out of a of a down down descent and set you right on the right way it does for me um, it's not for everyone but it's it's just very empowering and uh, very uplifting. I love it. I love it. Well, listen, thank you very much, David, for sharing, and thank you for, for listening on this uh, show today and for sharing that with us. It's a great one. We'll go to Brian in Virginia. Brian, good morning. How are you good feeling? Good morning. I'm feeling awesome. How are you? I'm all right. Tell me the song real quick. Is it Give Thanks? Is that it? Yeah. Thanks to the Holy One, give thanks, because He's given Jesus Christ. His son. Yeah, I love it. And now let the weak say I am strong, the poor say I am rich, because of what the Lord has done. Yeah, that is a great one. Yeah, that I, is a great uh, one. No, who did you care for? My girl, well, my girlfriend, she had a stroke, and um, I helped her through through that, and she got all her, you know, limbs working again and and talking right again, and then she had a massive stroke and ended up going into a nursing home, and they had to feed her through her stomach, and well, I kind of went downhill and went into a treatment center and uh when i got out after three months uh i, I went to back to my well church. brian listen we're out of time we're going to the end of the show here i'm sorry to have to cut you off but we're out of time here and uh i want to hear more about that please call us back and let us know the rest of the story uh but in the meantime go out to hopeforthecaregiver.com you can see our music and everything we have out there we'll see the you next views week. and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the american family association or american family radio